the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. I'm Mike Trout. He's talking all this week about those signs to look for before Christ's second return. There's good reason to believe that the stress and the pace of life is increasing because it is. Daniel said many will run to and fro. And remember that Daniel wrote this prophecy at a time when most people traveled by foot, had for centuries, and would for centuries. Well, that's one of the signs of the return of the Christ Jesus. And then he provides a second prophecy concerning that time, and that is that knowledge shall increase. And I think this one is profoundly clear, and it's a remarkable sign of the season for us, because what we in this generation are experiencing is an explosion of information and the ability to communicate and organize it. You see, for much of human history, the knowledge of the world was stored and communicated in scrolls and books. But the Internet has transformed the way our world records and transmits knowledge. According to the Wikipedia, as of December of last year, 37.9% of the world's human population has used the services of the Internet within the last year. It's more than one-third. It's almost 40%. It's almost half of the people in the world have used the Internet within the last year. Many of us carry smartphones. Smartphones because not we're so smart, but because we have available through that phone access to the treasures of knowledge and information that's available on the Internet. And not only can we locate knowledge, but we can also transmit it as well. In my studies in preparation for our time together today, I found out that Google has recently acquired a new technology that has the name DeepMind. And uh, this technology, as described, is a huge breakthrough in artificial intelligence. You see, traditionally, a human would have to teach or program a computer to perform a task by identifying the specified goal and then defining paths and perimeters within which it could operate. But with DeepMind... The computer can independently figure out the goal, the available paths, and the parameters within which it has to operate without human intervention. The computer is essentially self-teaching and self-learning. And furthermore, a group of such computers can actually teach each other. Now, when I was young, I read a fictional novel about such a computer And it did not end well. The possibility is no longer fiction. Buckminster Fuller created the knowledge doubling curve, and he noticed that until 1900 A.D., human knowledge doubled approximately every century. 
By the end of World War I, knowledge was doubling every 25 years. Today, things are not quite as simple because different kinds of knowledge have different rates of growth. For example, nanotechnology knowledge is doubling every two years and clinical knowledge every 18 months. But the average human knowledge is doubling every 13 months. Now, according to IBM, the build-out of the Internet of Things will lead to the doubling of knowledge every, get this, 12 hours. According to IBM, the build-out of the Internet of Things will lead to the doubling of knowledge every 12 hours. Daniel said in the last days that knowledge would increase, and knowledge is increasing at a pace that hardly needs a graph for us to understand. Now, at the Tower of Babel, God said, nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Or if I may paraphrase, what the mind of man can conceive, man can achieve. And because mankind's intentions were evil, God disrupted mankind's ability to communicate. Instead of one language, everyone was given their own language. And instead of communicating and exchanging meaningful information through words, sentences, and paragraphs, the workers at the tower only heard Babel, which I was told by my grandparents is why they called it the Tower of Babel. In effect, the Internet reverses that obstruction. The Internet allows instantaneous worldwide communication to one or many and allows mankind to coordinate and cooperate towards any goal, whether for good or evil. Now, in Scripture, the Tower of Babel event follows immediately after Noah's flood, the first part of Genesis. And Jesus mentions Noah in relationship to the end times. So I'd like to invite you to turn to your Bibles to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. And if you have a Bible translation that has paragraph headings, yours might read something like the coming of the kingdom. So we're in Luke chapter 17, and I'm going to begin at verse 20. Being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus answered them, The kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed. Nor will they say, Look, here it is, or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. Now, until Jesus Christ returns and establishes his earthly kingdom, his kingdom is in the hearts of men, women, and children. It's not a geographical location on the globe. That's what Jesus was saying here. And he said to his disciples, the days are coming when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. And they will say to you, look there, or look here, do not go out or follow them. For as the lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one side to the other, so will the Son of Man be in his day. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation." Verse 26, just as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking and marrying and being given in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, just as it was in the days of Lot, they were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. 
But on the day when Lot went out from Sodom, fire and sulfur rained from heaven and destroyed them all. So will it be on the day when the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, let the one who is on the housetop with his goods in the house not come down to take them away. And likewise, let the one who is in the field not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to preserve his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life will keep it. I tell you that in that night there will be two in one bed. One will be taken, the other left. There will be two women grinding together. One will be taken, the other left. I notice in the last two verses that Jesus mentions people sleeping and other people working, and that's because as one side of this globe rests, the other side is at work and vice versa. And what's going to take place is a global event. And that's what Jesus is describing. Now, in verse 24, Jesus said that when he comes, it will be like a, as sudden as a flash of lightning. A flash of lightning is here and then it's gone. There's no opportunity to prepare for it. There is no means by which you can delay it, redirect it, or step out of its path. It happens in an instant, and when Jesus returns, the Bible said it'll be that quick. And then in verse 26, Jesus said, As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the Son of Man. So that begs the question then, what was it like in the days of Noah? Well, in Genesis chapter 4, we read a story, a short story of Lamech in Genesis 4, 23. And it reads... Lamech said to his wives, wives being plural, Lamech was a uh, a polygamist. Lamech said to his wives, Adam and Zillah, hear my voice. You wives of Lamech, listen to what I say. I've killed a man for wounding me, a young man for striking me. If Cain's revenge is sevenfold, then Lamech's is seventy-sevenfold. Now, the essence of the story can be summed up in the phrase that everyone did what was right in their own eyes. In fact, when you read through the scriptures, you oftentimes find that phrase as a description of people doing whatever they thought was right, regardless of what God thought was right. And so here, Lamech is bragging about what he did. Some young man offended him or struck him, and so he took the man's life. He justifies his action by declaring it was in self-defense. But there is no judge or jury to hear the case. There is no civil government. There is only anarchy. So here is an example of a society defying God's laws and God. And uh, in uh, chapter 5, the next chapter, God describes the state of the world uh, in Noah's time. In verse 5, it reads, The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become, and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. And then in verse 11, Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. And God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all of the people on the earth had corrupted their ways. Jesus said, As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and they were drinking and marrying and being given in marriage. And what he's describing there is just the things that people do, but with no concept or thought or attention to their relationship with God whatsoever is the implication. 
They were eating and drinking and marrying, being given marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. And then Jesus continued, just as it was in the days of Lot. They were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. By the way, notice he doesn't mention marriage here. But on the day when Lot went out from Sodom, fire and sulfur rained from heaven and destroyed them all. So will it be on the day when the Son of Man is revealed. You know, I don't want to take away from the power of what Pastor Layton uh, just shared on this edition of Study Verse by Verse, but did he say uh, fire and brimstone would rain down on the mall? Was he looking forward to where we might all be at this time of year instead of worshiping him? <laughs> Sorry. I'm Mike Trout. Uh, this is a daily visit from uh, Pastor Layton Sheely of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And if you'd like to know more about the ministry, we're on the web at studyversebyverse.com. We're a nonprofit ministry, and it would mean a great deal to us to hear from you at this time of year. And if you can help us financially, please do. You can give safely when you go to the website. Again, studyversebyverse.com. Join us tomorrow at this same time when Pastor Layton will continue this series and open the Word of God, and we will all study verse by verse. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.